Hello, hello, hello. I'm Janessa Prudholm, wife, mom, Jesus lover, and your podcast host. You're listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast. This podcast has converted with me from new age to Christian. And the goal here is to help you grow in your faith through Bible studies, testimonies, and real life experiences. At the end of each episode, I sprinkle on a faith-based entrepreneur tip, helping you expand the kingdom through your business. So ex-New Agers, newborn Christians, mamas, entrepreneurs, and those who want to grow in their faith, you have come to the right podcast. Say a prayer, grab your drink of choice, and let's get growing. All right, we are recording. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Kelly and um, I am a podcaster as well on Tell Me Your Testimony podcast, which has been out for about six months. So that's who I am. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Yes. Her um, podcast is all about people's testimonies and she had me on her podcast, which was really cool. And now she's going to be on this podcast, my podcast, and she's going to share her testimony. So you have the floor. Thank you. Well, I'm so happy to be here and I really enjoyed having you on as well. Um, It was such a good experience to re-listen while editing and then re-listen again while editing the video portion. So your testimony is super powerful and um, truly, truly happy to have met you and um, like you said, be on each other's podcast. So um, as far as my testimony goes, I do have to go back a little bit uh, to how I grew up, which I grew up in a, a Christian home. My grandmother so I, let me say this, my parents had me in a very, in an older age. So I think they were 42 and my grandmother was born in 1908. So growing up, she was, um, she took care of me, uh, my first four or five years. And then she passed away. Um, she was very like truly Christian, truly loved Jesus. And she raised her family to be that way as well. But after she passed away, my mom had a very hard time grieving with the loss. She was um, very dependent on her mom. Um, very, she was the baby, but she was also very dependent on her and losing her was very, very difficult. So when she passed away, she turned to, my mom turned to talking to um, psychics to try to reach her. Um, and my, I remember my sisters going with her to see psychics multiple times. And I also remember this was probably when I was like eight or nine. So it was a little bit older, a few years have passed, but, um, doing a seance in my sister's apartment. Um, I remember they had a candle lit and watching the flames flickering meant that a spirit was near and, you know, we were going to church. I was going to a church. I was doing Awanas. Um, we were pretty involved and this raised a lot of questions. Um, and at the time I kind of thought it was cool to be honest. I was like, Oh, ghosts. Okay. Those are, those are real Halloween, all that stuff. Um, you know, so for first few years, it was just kind of, okay, a little confusing, but I was still very young. I remember being around 
think 12 and I was getting really frustrated with the questions of my faith um, because I had a moment riding my bicycle at my grandma's house, my, my dad's mom, um, and just being so in awe of God's creation, just like very specifically, I remember praising that there were ants on the ground and birds flying and just like, just an overwhelming freeing feeling of, wow, there's a God and he created everything and he loves me. And, you know, Jesus is real. And I remember riding my bike and saying, Jesus, please forgive me for all the sins I've had and all the sins that I will do in my future. And so that was probably the most pure moment that I had just by myself doing that. And, um, so coming back home, I had a lot of questions kind of pop up, like, why should I believe the Bible? Is God actually real? And I remember asking my mom these tough questions and she just started getting angry and crying and frustrated and just like, how dare you uh, ask these questions? And, um, you know, like, yeah, God is real and, but not actually answering the questions or not giving me, um, resources to find the answers. And so from there, um, uh, my childhood growing up, I was, excuse me, I was a, a, like a latchkey kid. So I would leave my home in the morning by myself, walk to the bus, go to school, come back to an empty house. And, um, that's how I grew up the majority of my childhood. So I was alone a lot. My parents worked far away and I took care of myself and, uh, entertained myself as well. So I got into, um, the internet age, which was <laughs> in the early two thousands, uh, back when it had to dial up and all that. Um, <laughs> so that's how I entertained myself. I would go on these chat rooms and, and talk to strangers on the internet and, uh, very dangerous looking back now. I'm just, I just cringe at the people I was speaking with in, you know, sixth grade and just horrible, you know, but that's what I was doing. That's how I was communicating with people. So just very lonely in that sense, a lot of confusion and, um, kind of misguided in that way. So kind of fast forwarding to middle school, high school age, I kind of forgot all that Jesus stuff. Honestly, I would still go to church, but it was just something you did, you know, it was just a part of your routine, no relationship with Jesus at all. And at that point I was actually baptized, but I did it for a party and it wasn't a true baptism in my, in my view now. Um, so middle school and high school, I was just really rebellious. I, you know, I, I lied. I stole from my parents, like money and stuff like that. I just was a bad kid and just as kids are, but I had this very strong rebellious spirit about me. It was very argumentative, did exact opposite of what they told me to do. And uh, just started hanging out with people that, you know, rejoiced in that lifestyle. <laughs> and, you know, high school, I started to drink um, probably around 16. I was drinking. I was in relationships that were very inappropriate, like way older than me. Mm. And yeah, um, my parents didn't know about it. It was all a secret but this was, um, how I was, there was just so much lies and darkness in this. Um, 
but I remember in high school, I had a friend and she was from a different state and we were, we became close very quickly and she was just truly loved Jesus and her family did too. And I was really drawn to her. We would go to church and uh, just meet her and her family. And I just remember feeling more of a peace, even, even though, you know, they were typical family they fought and stuff but there was something different about them there was a connection that I didn't really know before and you know we we parted ways but I do still talk to her to this day once in a while and check in but yeah she she definitely was that light that person in my um that high school time so after uh, high school in about a year after high school I was in dental assisting school and my dad got sick and very quickly he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And it was something that kind of came out of nowhere. He was being treated for arthritis, but it was not, it was the cancer that had been spreading throughout his body. And, um, you know, he didn't even make it to chemotherapy. He passed away just about two months after his diagnosis. And I was almost 19 years old. Um, I remember having an opportunity to tell him goodbye and it was, you know, I was there when he passed away and it was very traumatic to be perfectly honest, but I was not handling it well. I, but you wouldn't know it. Um, I went to work the next day I was, um, externing. So I was continuing my school, but I went to work the next day. And I remember they were just like, why are you here? Um, and looking back now, I was like, yeah, why was I there? I shouldn't have been there, but yeah, I went to work and that following weekend, I went to my sister's wedding and, um, got very drunk. And that was basically my life continuing. I would numb myself in any way that I could. I would not to not feel those feelings of loss and, um, just confront what I experienced, you know, and, and what had happened. Um, my mom, she, again, she did not deal with this at all very well. They, um, you know, we had to sell our home and we were in a house together renting it. And there was a point where, um, I guess it was been a year after he passed away. My mom had met somebody, and they were going to get married. And, um, oh, I remember just checking out very, very quickly. Just, I didn't want to be there anymore. I had to get out of the house. I couldn't live with that. I felt very betrayed, uh, angry, and just, I couldn't understand how it so quickly that she could move on, um, move on, you know, she, she didn't move on. It was for her for her, it was a coping mechanism to not be alone because she could see that I was becoming more and more detached from just being there. And, um, so yeah, that's what she did. She got married and I moved into a house that was, um, was found on Craigslist and I had a bunch of roommates in this house and it was a party house for sure. I tell everyone that if there were cameras in there, people would watch it because it was just full of drama every single day, parties, um, fights, just craziness. It was very chaotic. And 
I, I would rather have been there because it was distracting. It wasn't healthy, of course, but it was distracting and fun. Um, but I had no stability in my life. It was just craziness. The only good thing that I had going for me was a job. I had a very stable office that I was working at. They were very supportive. Um, you know, they, they took very good care of me and, uh, thank God that I was there. And, you know, uh, that was my only stability. And this was also during the recession time. So a lot of the people in the house, they had lost their jobs. And so I was one of the only people that was actually making any money at the time. And that caused a lot of other problems, evictions, and, um, it was just a mess. So, um, the first house, I actually moved out with a couple other people, the same people, we moved into a different home and this cycle of <laughs> abuse continued. And there was a, a couple there and they, their situation was an abusive situation. Looking back, it was, it was a cycle. I could predict how this person was going to act and it was not healthy at all. I, I remember feeling at some point that I needed to move on, but I didn't know how I didn't have the means to move. I didn't know how to leave this place. And I certainly didn't want to move in with my mom. So, um, that leads me to how I met my husband. And that was something that was not, uh, right. I was not ready for, I was not looking to find a husband at all. I was actually sick in bed and bored and I was browsing, uh, plenty of fish <laughs> and I got a message from this guy and very quickly we started talking and we actually got on the phone that night and we talked for three hours. And from there we decided to meet and we got engaged. I think it was maybe five or six months. No, three months, three months after we met, we got engaged and we got married just a year after we started dating. So we got married. I was 23. He was 21 and, you know, very young, but I knew when I had met him that he was going to be the one for me. And I hated that feeling. It was very scary. I wanted to run away. I wanted, I didn't want that change. It was scary to me, but looking back now, he was one of the best things that has ever happened to me. His family is, um, they love Jesus. And that was another light too, you know, that, that I was just like, wow, people live differently and there's something good about this. And it was just very, very appealing. And I couldn't really put my finger on it. Yeah. Maybe it was cause they're Christian, but there was something else that was there. And I, I just look back now and just like, wow, he, he definitely answered my prayers for sure. Um, even though I wasn't praying for it. Um, but he was actually answering my husband's prayers too, because he was actually looking for someone to spend his life with. And little did he know that it was me. Um, it was just kind of a crazy time for sure. But when we were um, early on in our marriage, we, we both had a lot of baggage, you know, we were both coming from just some trauma, traumatic things. And we had carried that into our, our marriage and it's taken us a long time to work that out. But 
you know, we have, and yeah, we've been married 10 years. This past December was 10 years. So, um, moving on to, um, I have to, I guess I have to fast forward to 2020 because before that we were saying we were Christians, we would bounce from church to church and we would never feel connected anywhere. And I would call myself a Christian, but definitely didn't act like it. Definitely didn't act like it at all. I had no relationship with Jesus. I just thought I was a Christian because I was raised that way. And I was baptized when I was younger and him as well. He had, you know, he had some relationship with Jesus, but it definitely kind of trickled down and we were both very worldly for a long time. And it wasn't until, um, a pandemic that, uh, or I should say, um, the sickness for YouTube. <laughs> um, so 2020, we were shut down really, really bad. I'm, I'm in California and I was also pregnant with our second daughter and I was very, very paranoid, so anxious about everything. And so was he, we wouldn't leave the house for anything. I literally stayed in the house only besides going to see my doctor. And I lived in fear. I lived in constant fear and anxiety. And then I would see these people like living their lives normally. And I would wonder, don't they know what's going on? And I couldn't, I couldn't get past why they seem so calm about this, why they seem so normal. And, you know, I I couldn't figure it out at the time, but I know now why. Um, So after I had my daughter, I had, um, I had a history of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And that definitely hit again, big time after her and that, um, sickness didn't help at all. So I remained even more isolated and it wasn't until probably around February, March, 2021, when the vaccine was coming out and I had some hope of normalcy in our life. And I was like, okay, only a couple more months and um, we can leave basically. So I decided to paint our kitchen and I was sick of looking at it. It was a really dark brown color, but our floors, if you can see on YouTube, they're this dark gray. So it was just kind of like looking into a cave almost. And I decided to paint it. So I started doing that. And while I was painting it, I was listening to a lot of podcasts very specifically true crime podcasts, very obsessed with this. I could not get enough of it. It was literally everything I consumed myself was true crime at this, at this time. And I'd never really been into it, but for some reason I just couldn't stop. I was addicted to it. And, um, so I was listening to that while painting and it made me feel even more fearful. Like why, why should I even go out in the world? Why should I just, I should just stay here when this is all over. Why should I talk to anybody? You know, they're all going to hurt me basically was my mindset. And then as I was painting, uh, something was telling me to maybe look into the church that we were on and off going to see what their sermons were like at this time. And, you know, maybe open up the Bible app, re-download it because I had downloaded it and re-downloaded it many times and just kind of see what that's about. So I did. I started to listen to sermons and 
I started listening to the New Testament in the message translation on the, the Bible app, the version Bible app. And um, I actually understood what the gospel meant during that time. Like I actually understood it. The way that the translation read was very clear and it hit me deep down. Like I just remember very quickly changing <laughs> and it was from the inside out. It was just, it was, it's hard to explain, but it was just a new, I was a new person. I understood who Jesus was. All the questions that I'd ever had growing up were answered. I was looking into why I should believe what the Bible says, all of the accounts from, you know, Roman soldiers. Like I went, I took a deep dive into biblical history and I was just like, yeah, this is real. And the way I'm feeling isn't just nothing. There's the Holy spirit. I understood who the Holy spirit is. And I never, I, I never got that. That part was so confusing to me for a long time. And I remember feeling the anxiety and the hurt and the anger and the bitterness leave. And I could feel myself become lighter and I could breathe. I would have panic attacks. I would um, have trouble breathing just from anxiety. And that was gone. My sleep was so much better. Even with a, you know, young child, the quality was better. I never, um, I always would have like sleep paralysis. And if you know what that is, it's horrible. I would, um, just have an overactive mind a lot with anxiety in the middle of night and couldn't sleep and sleep de deprivation is very, very difficult on everybody. <laughs> but the, that restlessness, that racing heart feeling in the middle of the night was gone. I started to feel like a new person and it, it happened very quickly within, I would say within like a couple of days after really understanding what the gospel meant. And then from there, I, I remember when my daughter would wake up in the middle of the night, I would try to pray and I would pray like, God, if you're real. And I was getting like all this information from everything, but I really wanted something very confirming to me. And in the middle of the night, I said, God, I really need to know if you're real. <laughs> like, I really need a concrete answer. Yes or no, please show me. And in my head popped up and it's kind of, it was kind of like a slideshow. And at this point I didn't really know any Bible verses by name or by heart, but what popped in my head was, Ephesians two, four through nine. And I read that. And when I read it, I, I, I knew, I knew what I knew this was an answer to my prayer. And I knew that he was real without a doubt. And if I could read that for you really quick. So Ephesians two, four through nine. And then my, and this is the ESV version, but it kind of starts off a little bit weird. So it says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, 
following the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of dis disobedience, among whom we once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So this is um, Ephesians 4 right now. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. And when I looked that up on Google, because I didn't even look at my Bible app, I just looked it up on Google real quick. Um, like I said, my I felt like my heart just kind of dropped and I was just like confirmed. And I remember telling my husband, I was shaking when I was telling him what happened. And um, I was just like, this is real. This is real. And the thing that really triggered this whole finding the truth about the Bible was my husband was actually in a uh, men's group from our church, a Zoom group. And he had questioned me. He said, hey, how's your salvation? Um, how's your relationship with Jesus? And I got really mad. <laughs> and I said, oh, we're good. Me and Jesus are good. We don't have to worry about that. And I just had this <laughs> big attitude with him because deep down, I didn't know Jesus. I could feel it. I could feel this sense of panic almost like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, I don't really know him. And uh, he called me out on it. And that's kind of what helped spiral this whole thing was him just being bold and telling me like, he's not seeing any fruit in my life. And if I'm, you know, declaring that I'm a Christian, that there should be something, but there was zero, there was nothing there. And so it's just one of those other things I'm just so grateful for that he was, um, loving in that way. And, you know, I throughout my whole life and I would always push back on people who would love me. I always would just kind of almost not want them to like, I would just like be mean almost and try to push them away, try to get them to leave me because I had no self-worth. I didn't felt like I deserved love from people. And that's one of the things that I'm so grateful for now is that I know I have a husband that truly loves me and loves Jesus. And that is so important. Our home life since all this has happened has improved immensely. We are more knitted as a family. We go to church together. I am teaching Sunday school, which like two years ago, if you told me that I would, I would just laugh at you like, no way, dude, I'm not a Sunday school teacher. Like, that was just so far from me at all. So I'm doing that. And, um, I got into that very quickly. I was baptized in June of 2021. And during this time, I was really trying to figure out what God wanted me to do for him. And I was just really praying about what can I do, um, as a follower. Now, my life is no longer mine. Uh, I've given it to Christ. So what, 
what can I do with my time? And at that point I was doing some like little side work. I would flip furniture and put a Bible in it and paint it and give it away for free, which I think is really fun. I'd love to continue to do that if I have time, but I was like, "Ah, I feel like there's something more, there's something more I should be doing. And it wasn't until this, um, I was strongly convicted in a book club meeting. Uh, there's a chapter that I'd completely forgot to read. And earlier that morning, I prayed like, Lord, please, um, if this is something you want me to do, please show me. And that was the podcast. And that is something that had popped in my head, like probably a couple months earlier, but I brushed it off and I was like, no, that's crazy. I'm doing that. That's not me at all. Um, so during this book club meeting, when I was reading it, it was very specific and it was like, do the thing you've been called to do and don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about hate or the complications of it. God will lead you through this. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing a podcast because uh, that's literally what I was asking for that morning was like, I need confirmation because I tend to go back and forth in my head a lot and uh, live there and argue with myself out of things. And that was just like confirmation, like go forward. Um, My life is completely different. I'm trying to be more bold in my faith. I'm trying to um, really use the resources he's put in my life to help spread the gospel to other people, to help encourage others who may not know him to truly follow him and have a relationship with him because it is the best thing has ever happened to me. 1000%. Um, I've tried so many things to help heal myself, uh, and none of it worked at all. Nothing stuck. And this, this has been sticking for, um, over a year now. And it, just gets stronger and stronger each day. I crave spending time with him. I crave reading the Bible. I crave church. And that in itself is a testimony because I would always show up late. I didn't want to worship. I thought it was weird. And now I I like almost panic if I'm late (laughs) missing it. You know, it's just, I'm different. I'm completely different. And it's all because of him. It's nothing that I've done. I have done nothing he has changed me 1000%. And now my life is dedicated to him. I am a mom. I'm a wife, of course, but I am firstly a child of God and I am here to do his will and help others know him because that is, that's my heart is I want others to know him, know the freedom that he can give you, know how he can completely change your life for the better and realizing that on our own, we cannot get to heaven. We can't do it on our own. And it says that, you know, Jesus is the way that to the kingdom of God, Jesus is the way basically. And that's it. Like we can't earn our salvation. Um, he's it. And I just implore anyone listening or watching to they haven't already read the new Testament, at least start there and, um, you know, reach out, search for answers. Cause they're out there. And I, I can't say anything more. It's just so, so much better. Just my life is so much better now. And, um, 
like I said earlier, I'm, I'm doing a podcast now where I have other people share their testimonies. They don't necessarily have to have a podcast or any social media outlet. It's just like regular people that can come on and share their testimony. Either they can write it if they don't want to be on the microphone or camera and I can read it, but just a, just a way for those people who want to share and, um, help others. Cause that's, that's what I'm doing now. So, and it's because he helped me for sure. Thank you, Kelly, for sharing your testimony. Yeah. Um, how can people contact you if they want to share their testimony on your podcast? Um, probably the easiest way is to, you can reach out from my website, which is, uh, tell me your testimony.com. Um, and then I also have Instagram as well. And I'm on there a lot more than my website, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, but my Instagram is tell me your testimony pod and, you know, kind of go from there. I also have instructions on the actual podcast um, in the, the show notes and at the end, just kind of talking about it. But yeah, there's many ways to reach me, but those are probably the easiest ways. Okay. Awesome. Your testimony is so relatable and I can relate to it so much. Um, personally, before I had Jesus, <clears throat> I also would push people away, um, who loved me. Um, I also brought in people into my life that didn't love me, but I thought they did. You know, I went through those toxic cycles. Um, I also tried the whole healing myself with many different things. And this, this is it you know, Jesus actually gives you life. It's not just salvation, but it's, it's not just getting to heaven through him, but also he gives you life right here, right now. It's yes. amazing. My life has also changed. My home life is amazing and beautiful. And there's not like constant fighting or like, there's like that. It's like when you put Jesus as your cornerstone, if, as you, if you put him first, um, and you can, you can agree with that with your spouse. Um, it's just, it's just a different way of living. And it's so nice that you saw that in other people too. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, um, yeah, before, you know, we, there's, you know, there's still always issues and, and things that we disagree on and stuff. And there's, there's moments of craziness for sure. But the quickness that we have to, go to prayer or just, um, just really take the time to reflect on our actions and our words that and alone, that alone has just made things so much more peaceful here. And that's just God. Like, it's like, that's just him working in our family and in my children. And, um, it's just night and day difference for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like I said, there isn't arguments, but what I mean is like, there isn't the, you get upset with your spouse or your children and it lasts for days or weeks. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you can pray about it and God softens your heart and guides you and says, okay, this might feel uncomfortable, but this is what I want you to do. And it works. Like, I want you to forgive him now, even though you don't want to right now, I want you to do that. And you do it. And then you, you just feel free from the anger and the bitterness. Oh, the anger and the bitterness is poison for sure. And it just, it's so destructive. Even a little bit of it is so destructive and it can just build and build over years. And 
And then you're left wondering why you feel so horrible. And he takes that away from you. He lifts that off of your heart. And when you forgive other people, and then when you're quick to forgive in moments, it's just like that time is gone. Like when you, it's like, you're still, you're stealing time away from your life when you're holding on to that angry, angry and bitter resentment, um, in your mind. And it's just a waste of time. It really is. And it's so much better to forgive. And the reason you forgive is because Christ forgives us because literally no one is perfect. No one can on their own, you know, we're all sinful. We've all sinned. Like, like my two-year-old has sinned, you know, like we all, we all have sin in our heart naturally. And, and it's our choice if we want to have a relationship with Christ or not, and, you know, have eternity with him there, or we can choose the other way. And he makes that, that choice very simple and very easy for so many people. And the fact that we fight against it for so long just shows how naturally we are <laughs> rebellious, you know, it's just, um, you know, I, I definitely wish that I would have chosen this sooner, but I know everything happens for a reason and in his timing. And, you know, I just, I find peace in that too. So yeah, home life is just so much better now. Yeah. And it's nice. Um, I know like, of course I wish it had happened sooner, but what a testimony, you know, that he, he, he provided for us to glorify him. Yes. Yeah. And what you're doing too is, and I love that you, you kept your podcast name from before and that, you know, people that may have listened to you back then, they're finding it now. And they're like, Oh, she's talking about Jesus now. And I know you had mentioned that you had, um, someone you were following that kind of rolled over into Jesus stuff too. And then you quit and (laughs) that kind of like piqued your interest. So the fact that you kept your, your name and everything the same, um, is really encouraging too, for those who stumble upon your podcast now. And, um, I love that, that we are, we're both doing the same thing. We both have the same heart for those people who are lost and, um, what he gives us our resources, what we can do with our time is just, it's for him. It's honestly just for him. You know, um, I'm not a spotlight person. I don't, (laughs) I'm very awkward. If you haven't noticed already. No, this has been great. And praise Jesus that we have this. Um, so you asked me on your podcast and I wanted to ask you if you have, if you have one, but do you have a favorite verse that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I, I did mention, um, Ephesians, but, um, yes, give me a minute to look it up. I don't know it yet. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, um, I I'm still learning to memorize for sure, but there are verses that I come across time and time again, that just kind of like stick a little bit more. So this one, um, right now is just something that I, um, really focused on and just really helps me right now is Romans 12 2. do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. 
And that's something that it's like moment by moment almost that I have to remember. Is this something that um, I'm being selfish about? Is this something that this decision pleasing to God? And it's not that it's overwhelming, but it just, it gives me more of a direction on day-to-day life on decisions that we make and the peace that comes with making those decisions and not just flying by the seat of my pants. Like I used to, you know, just (laughs) doing whatever I wanted my way, which never really worked out and, um, left me with a lot of heartache and despair. So that, that verse Romans 12 too is, um, yeah, it's just really, that's a really good one to remember and, um, you know, think about throughout my day for sure. Yeah. I love that one. And it's so true. It's so freeing. If you go before God, before every decision you make, because there are sometimes I get caught up in like, I need to make a decision about this and, and I make it myself. Or sometimes I'll say, I need to pray about this and I won't cause I'll already have my decision made. But when I decide, no, I'm going to pray about it, whether I have a decision made or not. And I'm going to ask God to guide me. He always does. And it's so freeing because you know, you're like on the right path and it's not in your hands and it's just, yeah, it's amazing because he is in control. So when you try to take control, it doesn't work. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Um, I have, I've definitely done that too, where I'm like, I'll pray for this. And then I remade up my mind and <laughs> it's not the right way. Um, the other one, I want to share one other one and Oh, this one is good. Hang on. Uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all, all of who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. (laughs) That one too. It just kind of sums up everything that I felt It's everything yeah. that I feel is just that verse right there is, um, when you feel heavy, you feel that heavy feeling and he takes it away and it's the mm-hmm. most amazing feeling ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I, I'm just, um, so happy with these connections and it's, 100% God for all the people that we're meeting throughout this. And, um, I just love the opportunity to share wherever I can for sure. So thank you for having me on. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on. And I just pray that this, whoops, sorry. I just pray that this podcast episode, um, is really going to speak to people, either help them grow their faith or help save some people. Um, so if you are listening, please share this with other people. Um, cause you never know who's going to hear this and that God is going to use this testimony to plant seeds. Cause that's how I was saved as I heard a testimony. Yeah. Um, and then that's what Jesus used to save me. Yes. Yes. Same. I, I, I forgot to mention that. I, I don't know why I forget that. Cause I think it's obvious on my name is tell me your testimony, but testimonies helped me too. I was, while I was listening, to Bible and, um, other things, testimonies, I would listen to those. And that would also get real spinning. Like how can this person change from that to this, you know, and they're so powerful. They're so powerful. So yes, I hundred percent agree with that for sure. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you for being on.
Thank you. I hope you all enjoyed listening to Kelly's testimony and enjoy listening to us chat at the end. Don't forget to share this podcast episode. Don't forget to review the podcast. And as usual, I'd like to add in an entrepreneur tip. And this is one that Kelly actually taught me. So if you have a podcast and you are having someone tell a story or tell a testimony and you have a baby who is crying or a dog who is whining or anything in the background that could be distracting, you can mute yourself on Zoom. So as you heard at the beginning, you probably heard my baby crying a little bit. Um, There was a section I had to completely take out while editing the podcast episode because my baby started screaming and I had to calm him down. And she's like, you know, you could mute yourself and then I can keep talking um, and you can tend to him if you'd like. And I was like, that's so smart. That's such a great idea. So if someone is telling a story, if you're not doing like an interactive podcast back and forth conversation, but they're telling a story or a testimony, mute yourself and then you're all set if you need to deal with business on your side. because the testimony or story will get recorded and you'll hear it or you can hear it as they're talking on the computer. I thought that was just brilliant. And yeah, so I'm really grateful for that. And I hope that helped you guys. And I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless you all.